And so I don't know about you, but I am, I am so thankful for that truth this morning and every day. So I want to read this scripture to you. This is from Romans uh, 10, 15. It says, And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And as we talk about missions, all of us are on mission. Every single one of us are called to share this glorious news of our God and Father and his Savior, Jesus Christ, right? But then, of course, some of us also are gifted specially, and that's what the body is made up of, right? Uh, ears, what is it, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, that's the, that's the thing, right? And so, uh, so all of us are called, and then some of us are sent and so we're going to talk about missions today. And so I just want to encourage you, uh, pay attention to these people who are about to come up and share what God is, is doing here in Allegan and around the globe. Uh, get to know them afterwards. Ask them questions. Uh, get in touch with them so you can pray for them, for their ministries, for the work that they're doing. And then rejoice with them as they share with you the stories of what God is doing through uh, their ministry and through them or through people like them and, and through you who support them in either prayer or financially. And so praise God for today that we get to talk about this. And so I don't know if you know this or not, but through them and for them specifically, y'all got some beautiful feet this morning, right? And uh, so that's good. Afterwards, uh, remember, they're going to have coffee and cookies downstairs. So if you can stay, please do. The first two that I want to invite are Bobby Boat from CEF, which is Child Evangelism Fellowship, and then Ethnos 360. Uh, Philip Schuring is the missionary we support, uh, but Mr. Dan Stokes is there speaking on his behalf uh, because Philip is in Brazil. And so, you know, you only get to meet Philip maybe like once every five years or so when he comes back from the field. And so uh, let me pray, and then I'm going to share on Bobby's behalf because she is unable to be here, and then we'll hand it over to Mr. Stokes. But uh, join with me as we pray. God, our Father in heaven, we do thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your gospel. We thank you for Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who has allowed for us to come as we are. And so we praise you for that. We ask your blessing over today's service, uh, that you would uh, encourage us as the body of believers through those who are out in the field, whether here locally or globally, and that we would be an encouragement to them, that we might lift them up in prayer, that we might thank them for their service, uh, that they might feel uh, by man that they are valued because we know that they are valued in your eyes. And so thank you for this day, the day that you have made. We ask your blessing upon it. In your name we pray. Amen. So like I said, the first uh, missionary that we invited who was unable to be here, she called me this morning, she felt so bad for not being able to be here, was Miss Bobby Vogt. And she is with Child Evangelism Fellowship. And so um, Bobby has done a great job. She's been doing that for years and years. Child Evangelism Fellowship is, is kind of exactly what you might think that it's for, right? Reaching children with the gospel. And so if you've ever heard of a good news club, uh, she does those things. She helps run those things. Or if you've ever heard of the wordless book, uh, she helps distribute those things and gives training for that. And so uh, next time she's here, make sure you ask her more about that. Uh, but we dearly love Bobby Vogt. Uh, she's been, like I said, she's been faithfully doing this for a while. She was torn up that she couldn't be here. But please keep her in your prayers uh, for her health and her, uh, you, you know, getting back on her feet uh, because she has such a wonderful ministry here in, in Allegan. And uh, so we long to see her back on the field as soon as possible. So, uh, but also then I'd like to turn it over uh, to Mr. Stokes. And so here you go, Mr. Stokes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I'm just Dan. So if you just call me Dan. 
Uh, I do know Philip Scurrying. Now, that's a little unusual for me to know one of our missionaries because we have just under 3,000. So when you say, do you know this one? Actually, I had Philip on a short-term mission trip with me back in about the year 2000, and he was single, and we were in East Brazil, and he works in Brazil now with his wife, Anna. Uh, I have never met his wife, and I'm guessing most of you have never met her either. The reason you have not been able to meet her is she needs a visa to this country. Now, she could take the easy way and walk through Mexico, <laughs> but uh, they wanted to do the legal way, so pray for them. That's one of the issues. They're hoping to be here sometime this spring. No guarantees. You know you're working with the government. Theirs as well as ours. Now, you may not understand the size of Brazil. If you look at the United States and all the states, eliminate Alaska, Brazil is bigger. The Amazon River is the largest river in the world. It is believed they have more fresh water in Brazil in the Amazon River than we have in the Great Lakes. They work, from what I can understand, on northern Brazil, right on the border of Suriname. And so if you look on your phone at how many languages are spoken in that area, it's probably at least 15. Their job will be to learn one specific language and the culture of that group of people. Now, in the process, I was able to learn a little bit about their culture. There are some things in the culture that they will use when they get to the point of teaching. They have what we would call some creation analogies. Not redemptive analogy, but creation analogy. They have a story of the flood. They have a story of the fall. They have a story of a fire. And all these things will be used in their teaching. Particularly pray for Anna. She needs prayer to learn the language and the culture. Uh, they work with children. But her degree is actually, she has a, I'm going to guess, at least a bachelor's degree in some type of forestry. And what they're going to use that for is to try to develop a program that they will grow Brazil nuts. You know the ones we buy at Christmas? If they can do that, that will give them a better right to stay in the tribe. And it will also give the tribal people an economic background to work from. Oftentimes a real issue. The tribe is not real big. Now they're going to be working with more than 300. You might say, well, that's not very many people. Well, nobody else has ever worked with them. Nobody. All the songs you sing, all the Bibles you have, they have nothing. So Philip and Anna are working on that project. So they thank you for their support. And on their behalf, I pray you continue to pray for them in this very difficult region of the world. Thank you. And so uh, one of the things that I know that they're working on uh, along with that is they're learning not only the language spoken, 
but I believe that Philip was telling me last time when he was here that they have to then write their language. There's no written language for this particular people group that they're with. So not only does he have to learn it to be able to speak with people, but then he has to develop a, a written language for them and help them with that and, and then uh, teach that to them so that people have a written form of the spoken language that they have. And then he needs to translate the Bible <laughs> to that language so that they can read it in their own mother tongue as he's doing all these things. And so you can understand why this is a project that I, I, I believe, and I think Philip and, and Anna believe, that this is a lifelong project. This is how they're going to spend their life, uh, ministering to these people so that they can have God's word in their language. Uh, talk about a wonderful blessing of a call. And again, if you've ever uh, heard Philip, and, and if, he, if they do come back, he'll share with you pictures and, and stories and stuff like that. I think he said it's like a three-day canoe ride on the river to get to the next town where then they can take a taxi or a car to the place where they take a airplane to then fly to a bigger airport to then fly out of there. to. So talk about remote people group, okay? And so uh, thank you, uh, Dan. I won't call you Mr. Stone. And so thank you, Dan, uh, for sharing that and, uh, and for letting us know uh, how they're doing. And, and yes, we rejoice with Philip because last time he was here, if you remember, that was one of his prayer requests. Very hard to meet uh, a lady when it's a tribe and you're outside of the tribe and there's only 300 people in the tribe to begin with. Your pool narrows quite a bit, you know. And so, but praise God, God did deliver on that. And so uh, then the next two folks that I'd like to invite up, is uh, Chloe Sunberg. I hope I'm saying the last name right. I'm, I'm not sure with, with positive options. And then uh, Uncle Al Torres. And so you might both be familiar with positive options and, and RBM, uh, but they're here to give us updates and share with us about that. And so I'll turn it over to, to Miss Chloe. Hello. Um, positive options is a local ministry. We're not in Brazil. <laughs> We're five minutes down the road by the courthouse, if you guys are familiar with that, on Chestnut Street. We have a couple other locations in Allendale, Grand Haven, and um, Holland. And um, we, our mission is to love people to life before, during, and after an unplanned pregnancy. Um, if you guys can just remember a time in your life where all of your decisions led you to a crisis moment, um, if you put off your homework or something, and just all the little decisions you made, and then it took you to a point where you just felt you were in a crisis, and you just needed someone to come alongside of you and just think through that process with you and just help you make a good decision. Um, and that's what we are called to do. Um, and it's a local ministry, so we need people to come alongside us. Your pastor is one of those people. He comes and he preaches life to us, so we have good life to give to other people. Um, one of my favorite things about Positive Options that I feel like a lot of people don't think about is we have a male ministry and a female ministry. Um, in a pregnancy, of course, it always is two people. A lot of people think um, it's the woman who's carrying the baby, but it's a decision that we encourage people to make together. So we have male staff and female staff. When you come into the pregnancy center, we encourage the father baby to come. And then um, a female client advocate and a male client advocate will each go into separate rooms, and they will just sit down and help them in that crisis to just process it. And we speak through um, 
the option of an abortion and will tell them a lot of things that they're not going to hear from anywhere else if they just schedule an appointment with Planned Parenthood and we'll talk them through what that looks like medically, what that might do to them emotionally. Um, we'll talk to them about adoption. So often you just hear you either abort the baby or you struggle through parenting. But we'll put them in touch with the local adoption agency if that's what they feel like God's calling them to do. And then, of course, we'll encourage parenting and we'll offer parenting classes. Um, I think maybe something a lot of people more familiar with is our baby boutique. So if they take parenting classes and they show up, they'll get points. And then a lot of you guys and a lot of the community has donated diapers and wipes and clothes. And if they show up to their appointments, they can earn those points and they can spend them at the baby boutique. Um, they have either bi-weekly or weekly classes where they'll learn about parenting in a biblically-based mindset. And then they can spend those points at the boutique. And then after parenting classes, we try to plug them in with churches and just help them to um, really learn that you know, life is your choices. There are so many options, and you don't have to, in a moment of crisis, feel like you need to be rushed to make a decision. Um, there are so many ways you can get involved. There's time, like your pastor gives to us. There's prayers. It is, it's hard to meet with people and put together their life and help them put together their life. So the prayers that you guys have for us make such a difference when we have those really difficult conversations where we go into them and meet them like that song talks about coming right where they're at and meeting them right where they are in that decision and helping them process it and pray with them knowing when it's time to share the gospel and when it's time to just plant a seed and let someone else take that somewhere but um, your prayers are appreciated your time is appreciated your thoughts are appreciated um, it really is a community effort the donations the time um, the place um, Thank you very much for all you guys do for us. Well, good morning. I am Al Torres. I'm with the RBM Ministries. For the past 17 years, uh, it's just gone quickly. But Lord, it's been good. I um, reach Allegan, Barry, and Eaton counties. And what I do, I teach boys and girls exciting Bible stories through the Word of God in the public schools so they're taken they're released from public schools we take them for instance to this church and then back well this has not been a normal year for the last couple years Uh, so things i've had to adapt but before i get in there i'm going to give my wife she'll give a quick update on our children and then i'll go from there hi for those of you who don't know me my name is melissa torres um i've worked with many of you with our uh, rbm ministries during vacation bible school you find me behind the computer back there um, so, a kid update. Our oldest daughter, Jessica, is married to Frankie, and she is a high school Spanish teacher at Battle Creek Central, so you can pray for that. Um, they have one daughter, Nyla, who's 18 months, and they have one on the way. She's due in April. Um, our next oldest is Amanda. She is married to Davis Moore. Davis is a pastor at Corner Bible here in Allegan. Amanda is a mental health counselor. Uh, with Safe Harbor, which you guys will have right next door soon. Um, and then our next oldest is Hannah. Hannah is a senior at Western Michigan University. She'll be graduating this spring. And not sure what God has in plan for her yet, but we'll, I'm excited to see. Um, and then our youngest is Juliana. Juliana is in 10th grade. She is um, at Heritage uh, Christian Academy in Kalamazoo. And that's our family. Okay, and then in regards to release time Bible class, 
if you get to rbm.org, there's ways you can, you got to have a slip. A parent has to sign a slip so they can attend what's called release time Bible class during the school year. So everything's just gone automated. You can go there, look into it. This year has been very difficult for me with all meeting with superintendents. So I pray for me. I think the, I could fire up coming up next month. I'm just going to sit back. You know, a main reason, pray for my wife. Her sister Katie is in hospice, her only sibling. She's 48 years old. We try to get there every weekend so she can spend as much time as she can with her. So her parents, Dale and Kathy, are not saved. But Dale, her dad, this, just, this is what life is about. He's, not been a, he's, just, he's been hard towards Christianity. But his daughter, Katie, who is going to be passing soon, said, Dad, am I going to see you in heaven? So I went to a men's Bible study down there with Rob, Katie's husband, and he pulled me aside, and he asked that. He said, Dale, what's been bugging me is that. I had the opportunity. I said, Dale, well, you all know the answer. He says, well, I don't just want to make it. Be-. I said, just take your time. But Katie would love to see you there. So pray for Dale. But um, that's been, so we've been busy pretty much every week in going to Ohio. Uh, it's our only sibling. But also in the uh, summer, I, I conduct vacation Bible schools and. um that's been very important and I go I'm teaching um, our traditional RBM has traditional lessons for five days I've been thinking outside the box and I have a new boss and I'm looking into like during this time of the year how can I teach a three-day vacation Bible school or even a weekend in youth sports uh, soccer camp I did one in Orangeville just thinking outside the box we will still conduct I will still conduct traditional but I want to have other options. And the boss is giving me the green light, so I'm trying to package this thing together. So I've been busy with that. Since the school year has been slow, I've been doing Awanas. Um, I've, been pulp, I've been preaching. And also I've, um, I've took on, I know there's a word of lifer here. Our church uh, did a, a masterpiece in the making, a four-lesson piece for, from Word of Life. They asked, would I do that? I said, absolutely. So even myself getting outside the box. We're all in the same boat in the sense we're reaching boys and girls for Christ. That's what I do. So let's work together, find the best ways. And not that it's wrong, but we find different ways of doing things. So I've been coming along my new boss, and he's been great. And I've shared my heartbeat with him, and he's very open. So pray for me as I try to get this together. Please don't get me wrong. We still will do traditional because that's what kids ask. You're going to stop doing RBM the way they do things? No. I just might do them a little bit different. It's still going to honor God. And I've, I actually have a new church that called me. And I'm going to pick up a new, a new church for vacation Bible school because of this interest that they have. So you, if for the church, get involved in vacation Bible school if you can because you know the kids. And you'll build that relationship with them. But tell you this last um, vacation Bible school I was I praise the Lord for those kids that came to me and said Uncle Al I gave my life to Christ I tell you it's worth it all just that alone is worth it and I thank you continue to pray for us and uh, let's I piss it back on to you right pastor well thank you guys for sharing and absolutely we'll be in in prayer for you and for our father and father-in-law and that's exciting that um, he's curious about those things and we, our heart breaks with you. And so it's interesting that we had those two groups together, right? So you had the one that's dealing with before they're born, 
and then you have the other that's after they're born. And so the ministry continues, right? And so thank you guys both for, for sharing that. And again, if you have more questions about any of these, you know, stick around after and we can find them downstairs and, and you can talk more about all those things. Um, for us, we are planning on doing, because uh, maybe that's your question, we are planning on doing VBS uh, here. Uh, Drew and I are in talks about how to do that. We may take you up on the sports thing. Uh, Uncle Al and I talked about that last year uh, as, as far as uh, the good success that they saw in that, that kind of thing and, and trying to think outside of the box like that. So that's great that he has that blessing. And I think, I didn't hear you mention this, uh, but they do uh, medical stuff there at Positive Options too. And so they'll often do ultrasounds for people, and which is a huge tool for them to be able to actually see the baby. And if you're looking for some extracurricular uh, service to put in, they are always looking for good mentors, whether that's male or female, to come alongside people. And, 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 and let us be a church where is able to, to take somebody in who, who may have made a mistake, or, or we can call it what it is, they sinned against God. However, the child that they have is not the sin. The pregnancy itself is not the sin. And so to take them in and make them a part of our family, because they might not have one, um, and then also, and this isn't talked about in churches a lot, but I, I distinctly remember somebody coming and sharing with it last time too. For all the women who have suffered through the loss of a child, that's a ministry in and of itself. Whether that loss of a child was through just losing it naturally or through choosing abortion, they still need to be ministered to. And so let's not forget about our sisters in Christ who are suffering in that way. So the next two missionaries I'd like to bring up so I can <clears throat> stop crying are, uh, are Mike Van Bruggen from Word of Life and then Peter, I'm going to say Zwier, Zwier um, from World Mission. And so I'd like to welcome them both up if you can. So let's welcome up Mike first. Well, thank you very much. It's always our pleasure to be here at Allegan Bible Church. It's good to see you. And I know that many of you were praying, uh, we're just going to deal with this first, we're praying for my cancer uh, diagnosis, the recovery from that, the surgery that I had, and the surgery went very well. They uh, got clean margins all around the tumor, uh, so that was good. Uh, I have a, a blood test coming up on um, 2nd of March, and then the follow-up appointment with the doctor on the 11th of March to prove that it's really gone. Uh, so as, as much as he could do visually, it's gone. But you never know if it traveled through some tube somewhere. I guess we got tubes all over inside of us and stuff like that. So uh, you don't ever know if it's traveled somewhere until you get the chemical test back. So they're gonna, doing a blood test on March 2nd. So uh, if you would, just pray for us through the end of this, and, and let's get it proved that it's gone. And then uh, be back on, uh, ready to go with everything else that we're doing. We are uh, ramping back up our ministry. It was, uh, I was quite a bit down. Uh, in the middle of January, started doing some things. Uh, we started doing events. And that's the part that I like the best. That's the part that gives me the energy is when I get to share the gospel with uh, people, with kids, uh, is what we've been focused on lately. We've done uh, two uh, Nerf Wars, evangelistic Nerf Wars. We've done five or six uh, fast car events uh, in the last, since January 15th, um, spaced out <clears throat> mostly on the weekends, uh, and uh, we've seen uh, between 20 and 25 young people come to Christ uh, through those events. It's been a blessing. It's been really helpful for me, and um, 
know, my attitude and different things like that. So after surgery, it's kind of common for people to be kind of down. You might say depressed, but I don't think I was really depressed. I was just kind of down and tired. But those things sort of ramped me up, and it was good therapy for me to actually get out and do those things. And uh, about three weeks ago, my energy level started to come back. And, uh, and so I actually feel very good. Uh, just a couple lingering effects from the surgery that we got to take care of, and, and we're all set there. So uh, we've been engaged in many events and doing some things, doing some things, uh, uh, again, outside the box, like Al was talking about. We're working on with Camp Cascatawa, um, which is, I don't know which way, but it's not very far from here. Uh, and we're trying to do some projects with them uh, for the summer coming up. Uh, hoping that we can do, you can pray for this, we're hoping that we can do an evangelism camp for teenagers, uh, teaching them to get outside the box, uh, building evangelism as the extreme sport of Christianity, and trying to get them interested in actually sharing their faith with people uh, outside of uh, the normal uh, areas where we would be. So on the streets, on their sports teams, and different things like that. Uh, we're praying for that to come together. Uh, we have been working on other summer plans as well. Uh, we have a, um, a, a campus days trip to the Word of Life Bible Institute in uh, Scroon Lake, New York, uh, coming up March 4th, uh, March 4th, and it's, it's free, except you have to bring some money uh, to eat on the way there and on the way back as they drive and stop and different things like that. Uh, Fran and I are not personally taking that trip. We have a pastor from Hickory Corners Bible Church and his wife that are doing that for us. Uh, I couldn't, I wasn't able to say that I'd be able to do it when I needed to. So they stepped up and are doing that for us. And uh, uh, if you have uh, juniors or seniors that would like to go see the campus and uh, figure out campus life out there at Word of Life, that'd be great. We could include them in that. I think we have four seats left on that van. Um, and, uh, you know, we got a couple more uh, fast cars coming up, then we're into the summer, and, uh, and we're just expecting God to do some great things. Uh, we have uh, uh, some training coming up in the fall uh, for um, leaders, and so we're uh, looking to put that together as well. I'm just getting started on that. Uh, I'm a little bit behind my schedule of what I should be doing right now, but... Uh, I think I have time to pull off something in September for leaders training still, although I should have my topics down by now. But uh, everything is just, you know, because of the cancer, everything's just a little bit off, but we're, we're coming back to it and getting going. So uh, I think that's good. Did I leave anything out, Fran? I think it's pretty good, pretty comprehensive. So, uh, Pastor. Oh, uh, sorry. My name is Pete Zwier, and I am here representing World Mission. And i got to turn my sheet, my sheet around. And we are here because we are passionately sold out to lifestyle evangelism, to making disciples who make disciples who make disciples, and being part of a ministry that is reaching unreached people groups. And so I've been on two mission trips with World Mission, one to Nepal and one to northern Kenya where we went to seven different tribes. And my wife Julie went with me on that trip, and uh, it was wonderful. And so um, uh, we have seen firsthand people receiving the word of God 
in their own language so they can understand by giving them a treasure. And that is this little device here. And give it a second. Habari njema kwa watu wote. Agano jipya na zaburi. That happens to be Swahili and it's in uh, currently the the uh, treasure is in 7000 different dialects. So we have um, seen firsthand uh, listening groups that have formed and churches that have been formed. We have personally seen wells that have been dug and schools that have been built. We have seen unity among these different tribes that fought each other for thousands of years. And my last connection to World Mission is I've been on their board for uh, the last couple years. So our mission at World Mission is to deliver the word of God in audio format to oral to oral learners in unreached people groups. We specifically focus on reaching the unreached who have never had the opportunity to hear the gospel and accept Jesus. And so our focus is the 1040 window. There are almost 2.9 billion people who live in those areas who have never had a chance to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, never heard of him. Studies uh, almost 65,000 people die every day without ever getting a chance to experience the love of Jesus. Studies show that up to 70% of these peoples are oral learners, which means they're either illiterate or they prefer to learn orally. This makes an audio Bible like the treasure invaluable in spreading the good news. And as I said, it comes in up to 7,000 dialects. <clears throat> Our strategy is to use national partners. And national partners are people who have accepted Christ and are native to that people group. They are instrumental in everything we do from passing out treasures, coordinating humanitarian projects, and establishing churches. They literally are the hands and feet of Jesus. They are the face of Jesus to these people. And um, the director's name is Greg Kelly. He has been doing this since 1994. And uh, he just, on his last trip, he went to Pakistan. And the reason he went to Pakistan is because there's no way he can get into Afghanistan. But he has national partners to whom he bought treasures in two different, I think at least two different uh, languages that these national partners that a Pakistani can get across the border into Afghanistan. He also went while he was there with the national partners and um, uh, uh, went to a factory where it is modern day slave labor. They are there almost all like 14, 16 hours a day. They make pennies. And uh, he had a chance to share the gospel with the people working there, the the owners let them take a break and uh, 80% of them raised their hand when he shared the gospel that they wanted to receive Christ. They are so hungry, they've got nothing. And that's what's going on in, in Afghanistan. All the horrible things are happening, but there are people that are willing to die for it. So, but I got to close with this. <clears throat> 
one of the last things, the last thing Jesus said to his disciples is all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all ethnos. That's every tribe, nation, language, and people group. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So join us in being the generation that completes the Great Commission. No man knows the day or the hour when Jesus will return. But Jesus told us that when the gospel is preached to everyone, and there's representative believers from every tribe, nation, language, and people group, he said, I'm coming back. And so if we want to be part, there's no way we can solve all the world's problems unless we are working to complete the Great Commission. Be part of it. Oh, to be the generation. There's one generation that's going to be alive that doesn't have to die. It's the one there where Jesus comes back and gets us. And, he, and oh, to be caught up alive in the clouds to be ascended to be with Jesus. I want to be part of that generation. Don't you? <laughs> and so uh, along with uh, Phil, who's over in Brazil, you know, these, these uh, audio Bibles, I mean, think about that. It's instead of me, Joe Nobody, you know, coming in and preaching at them or teaching to them or you know, Western religion, then it's somebody with their own dialect, their own people group. Um, and, and it's then easy because you don't have to then write their language down and then translate a Bible into their language. And also then some of these places, this 1040 window, I don't know how much you guys know about that. Uh, the 1040 window is a very um, unfriendly place for missionaries to go. And so like Afghanistan or like places in Pakistan or like uh, other places within that 1040 window, you can Google it and find that, um, where that's at and what exactly he's talking about. Or maybe you can talk with him more afterwards. Uh, Peter can, can describe more of that to you. But some of these, the only thing you can get in there are things like paper copies of God's word. That's all you can get in because missionaries would not be allowed in or they would be found out and killed or audio Bibles. And if it's a large population of people who are mainly auditory listeners, then you might be able to get paper Bibles in there. But all that's going to end up being is, unfortunately, all that's going to end up being is used for fuel for them to cook their food on because they would rather have real food than they would this because they can't read it anyway. So then it's fuel for their, their little oven that they have. And so this is a way that then you can gather groups of people in homes and they can hear that in their own native tongue. And so what a wonderful ministry that is. And and thank you for sharing. We're glad that you're doing better, and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll continue to pray for a clean bill of health, Mike, for, for that. And so uh, stay informed with Mike. The best way to do that is sign up for the, the emails that he'll send out very faithfully and regularly um, so you can stay in, in, in abreast to those kind of things. Um, last thing that I want to share with you guys is uh, Elvis Satuma. He is uh, Grace Bible College, uh, Grace Life Bible College, I'm sorry, and this is over in Africa, and it's basically a seminary. 
And so what we're going to do is I'm going to put that on the screen so you can see who he is and, and where they're at and stuff like that. And then he's got a video to share with us the things that are happening over there and to kind of get a taste of the things that they're doing over there. And then I'll jump back up and, and share with you more about that that I know of too, okay? So um, obviously that's another one that it's hard for him to get over here. And so instead he was able to, to send us a video. So let's, let's watch that together. Handicapped. I lost eyesight, but I'm an overseer of 13 churches of Ushindi Baptist Church. We met Grace Life uh, Bible College uh, towards the, the end of last year, and it has been very good to us in the sense that our staff and our leaders here have been trained in the certificate program, and it has really changed the way we do business in the church. And, uh, you may not understand it, but I myself attended the, the program, not as a student, but just as a curious visitor. And I've enjoyed the teaching. Awardees of the certificate, awardees of the diplomas, and awardees of the Bachelor of Arts degree in Bible and Theology, I'm here to speak to you today. Esteemed colleagues and honored guests, family and friends, I would invite you to listen as those who will help hold these graduates accountable for the investment and stewardship that God himself has given to these graduates.
So some uh, prayers and some help that they need is uh, they have a building that needs repairs. And so you can give to them uh, on a continuation basis if you'd like to or one-time gifts. Uh, their building is paid for now. That was a, a, an issue that they were dealing with. The library, last time Satuma was here, he was trying to get together all those books, and then they had to, sh- they had to ship them over there in this big shipping container. Um, but the way that this works is uh, they have these these folks from these individual tribes all around in Kenya and, and the other countries surrounding that too. And they will send these men, if they can afford to, right, they can send these men to the seminary to then get trained through there. So you can, you can su- send money to support individual uh, men in their seminary education uh, and or you can send money to the facility to have the facility maintained um, and or they're also looking for teachers they need they need two more teachers to be accredited in the eyes of the government and so they're, they're three teachers total is, is all it takes for them to be an accredited but so they, they have one they're looking for two more full-time teachers to make them to, to give them the ability to, to then give their students the accreditation um, in the eyes of the government. We, we know, as uh, you, you know, they didn't have seminary when, when Paul was there and the rest of the apostles, fishermen. So God can use anybody with any level of education, of course. You, you know, but the, the, the other thing that happens here is, is they will also then get other churches to partner with them. So because of the resources and because of the distance and because of the, the financial strain on the family, right? Um, so if a man leaves his family to come and, and get education, well, then who's the primary breadwinner at that point? Who's going to be able to provide for the family? So a lot of things that they will do is instead of having them come all the way to the seminary, they will partner with other local churches in the area. And so then the, the, those students will then go to that church and get basically satellite trained so that they can still have a regular job and still provide. And so, and so there's different ways that they will, that they will do this. I don't know if you caught it in that video, but the, the gentleman said, I'm blind, but I'm the overseer. Man, praise God that, um, that these men are being able to get this education and, and, and uh, trained so that they can then be, uh, again, just like, just like with the audio Bible, the, the treasure, uh, just like with uh, Phil in, in, in Brazil. Um, the, these are, these are uh, men of the faith who are being trained up so that they can go back into their own tribes, back into their own villages, back into their own people groups, back into their own dialects, and then teach them about Jesus Christ. And so it's a, it's, it's a great ministry. Uh, he is sad that he couldn't be here, of course. Um, but again, with the distance, you know, Phil and Satuma, there's only so much travel that they're able to do uh, per year, and then also with all the different restrictions, especially because of COVID and all those other things. Uh, so that brings us to the end of our missionaries' presentation time. And so please be in prayer for them. Uh, please stay after and have some cookies and have some coffee or don't have anything and just talk with them uh, because they, were, they only had a very short amount of time. And I know that there is so much more that they would love to share with you. And so please um, feel free to do that. And then also, as things slow down, or maybe if you're, the, if you're the fastest one, then maybe you get to invite to take them out to lunch if they have time for that too. And so, you know, you guys can race to see who's going to have that blessing. But if you would, let's pray together. And then I'm going to invite the worship team back up. And uh, we're, we're going to close with, with, with a hymn. And actually, I think it's hymn 438, if you want to. That's probably right. Mary will tell us for sure, but uh, let's, let, let's pray. God, our Father in heaven, we do thank you for our time together, for your goodness and faithfulness to us. We thank you that we get to be a small part of these missions and these missionaries, whether that's through prayer 
or finances. We thank you for the ability to do that. Help make this stir a fire in our own hearts, that we would see every day and every interaction that we are missionaries in our own little bubble, our own little world that you've given to us. And that in that in that sphere, you've placed people in there so that we might be good and faithful stewards. So help us to be good and faithful stewards, not just with our finances, not just on our knees, but also, also with our mouths and our own hands and our own feet. And so we praise you for this time that we can hear what you're doing here and around the world. And we ask for your kingdom to come, your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's in your name we pray this. Amen. Let's, let's stand.